And we are live for the night, July 27, 2023. God bless all of you. Let's get it. Suppressed Assets Set Free is the title. I let Twitter know. I said I hadn't thought of a clickbait title yet. Uh, but Suppressed Assets Set Free sets the tone for tonight's session. Really looking forward to it. Thank you for joining me. I'm going to share this one out on Twitter while we're getting warmed up. If you appreciate what we're doing here, it's always appreciated when you smash that thumbs up for us after you make sure that you subscribed and hit that notification bell. If you're new here, the platform continues to grow. The bear market continues on and we continue to see the real ones prosper. The real, real ones achieve success. And if you're looking to get tapped in with our community, please join us. Please join us. If you feel what we're doing over here, suppressed assets set free. Just put out the tweet. If you could do me a favor by going over to Twitter real quick and retweeting that one, sharing this one out on Twitter, getting it going live for the night, 747 on the West Coast. TikTok with us, YouTube live, crypto market. Let's check it. 29,200 for Bitcoin, Ethereum at 1860 and XRP at 71 cents. Here's what we have to understand, folks, is that the volatility is going to continue. We got a little bit of action this week with the Fed decision. We got some more on the way. We actually have two full moons in August, funny enough, if you want to tap in the astrology into your technical analysis, combined with the fundamental analysis, what is it? How, how is your program working out, right? And we just exited another Bitcoin short. That's that yellow line there. I like to leave that up just as a reminder on the last uh, Bitcoin short that I had, you know, made my entry at. But we did take profits on that. I'm on the sidelines right now with my cash back down to 29.2 right now at the time of this recording, nearly eight o'clock on the West Coast. We're going to get right on into the update, folks. And we're talking current events, cryptocurrency and the greatest transfer of wealth in world history. I'm not here to clickbait you as I was joking about getting started with this session. I am here to cut through the confusion and the noise and the FUD and get to the truth. And I don't put suppressed assets set free in the title for nothing for clickbait for views i do it to explain that we have a once in a lifetime opportunity that is present that is here that is accelerating and if we play around we're going to get left behind as rosie rios the 43rd treasurer of the united states said the train has left the station right before she went to go join the board of directors at ripple the trillion dollar woman we talk about solving trillion dollar problems and unfortunately uh, i know some folks want me to stick to crypto but it's not going to happen because we got to understand the current events too and how the world stage is going to play out so let's cover both sides you guys know i don't get political i'm just trying to take advantage of the greatest transfer of wealth in world history god willing so let's take a look at this situation starting out with the big bad orange man president trump has been charged with three more counts in the mar-a-lago classified documents case including willful willful retention of national defense information and corruptly destroying or concealing records. Trump is now being accused of demanding a staffer delete camera footage to obstruct the probe, they say, according to the AP. This comes shortly after it was revealed that obstruction charges were being levied against the maintenance director of Mar-a-Lago in the case. So three more charges for Donald Trump. We flip over to the other side, though, and this gets interesting. U.S. Congressman says J.P. Morgan, Bank of America, and other major banks submitted 170 suspicious activities reports alleging President Biden's family committed, and I'm not even going to say the crimes because I don't want to get in trouble. Now think about that. I'm worried about getting in trouble for talking about the, you know, the crimes that are alleged. Alleged. Let's let him have his day in court. Young little hunter, plea deal fell through. Uh-oh, whoops, whoops. And I'm not here to pick a side. Like I said, how do we take care of our family? 
oh, we got this left, right, Trump, Biden. What is going on in Congress with Dianne Feinstein falling asleep? You have uh, Mitch McConnell. What is taking place with the D.C. dance and how does it relate to us back home? How does it relate to us back on Main Street running our businesses and with the investments that we're making in an every single day basis? That's why we covered this. No, you guys are going to see this political theater is going to continue into the next year. It'll give me plenty of content to talk about Trump and Biden getting impeached. And, you know, it's just going to be a back and forth until November 2024 will be our next election. And that's a big reason why we talk about survive till 2025 is because when you look at the political dynamics right now in the United States in regards to the DC dance is what we call it. It's corruption. It's blatant, blatant, uh, out in the open, uh, disregard for the American principles that made this country an opportunity where no matter what you believe in, who you love, the opportunity that we once had is being destroyed. The dollar as we know it is being destroyed and the suppressed assets are being set free. The real ones can see it. Now, the masses waiting for the mainstream media to tell them. You got the other kids waiting for the chart to move, right? They've been nudging this thing. Us in the XRP community getting frustrated. We're nudging this thing. And we need to be proud of what we got. And we need to be patient with what's being built out here because it's absolutely massive and absolutely is happening. Folks, the mainstream media, the Fed, acting like they're winning the fight against inflation, this thing's about to flip upside down. And as I said in a video yesterday, the Fed just gave up. They admitted that they may start to raise interest rates. They said no interest rate cuts this year. There's no cuts on the table this year that they're expecting. Okay, fair enough. But they said something very particular here. They said that they would be willing to start uh, cutting rates before we get down to 2% inflation. Now, the 2% target has always been their target that they're trying to get this thing down to. And as we said, as they were raising rates at the fastest pace in history, we kept on saying, guys, they're going to kill the everything bubble. Our whole system rides on debt. If we cut debt out, if people can't get new credit, credit for their business, credit for, you know, uh, to, if they can't pay off the credit cards that they run up every month. We're bust, and that's where we're at. And we're going to go through some of the real estate data tonight as well, too, because the real estate uh, standstill is present. Now, there is still some action taking place, and there's still lots of opportunity, but we have to understand what's underway. The dollar here, the dollar's days are falling, right? And we continue to lose value in that dollar. The CPI data that the government's telling us, remember, that the, I mean, if you want to trust our government and the data that they provide, good luck, God bless. 3% inflation. I don't know one thing in my life that is only 3% more expensive than it was last year. You guys let me know. I saw somebody saying uh, in Australia, they're paying nine bucks for a bag of Doritos. I, I mean, and so you guys are seeing it in Europe. You guys are seeing it all over the place right along here with the Americans who really are understanding what's taking place, which is not 3% inflation which is not winning the fight against inflation and was the fact that they were going to kill our economy to even try to fight it, to even try to. So we got up to 9% inflation. 9.1 was where we topped out at. Now we're back down to 3.1. And they're saying that they may actually start cutting before we get to those 2% target inflation. And 
So once again here, they're about to continue the massive money printing operation that we've had in the past, quantitative easing. It's done in many different forms, full backstop for all the banks. But what, what do we have right here, folks? You look at the commodities, the real value. Oil is back above $80. The 48% decline from June 2022 until May was a major factor in lowering year-over-year -year CPI gains exactly to our point. Big part of why the CPI inflation came down from 9 to 3% was because the dollar was strong for a period in time because the interest rates were being raised, right? You could bet on the US dollar. You could pick up our bonds, right? And bet on that. But the inflation got cut. Now we have oil back above $80. The 26% uh, rise in the three months since is likely the beginning of a larger move that will reverse any inflation progress. The Fed's going to need a much bigger rate hike. That's from Peter Schiff. Are they going to have and be willing to do it, right? They're talking about one more 25 basis points, another quarter percent. Peter Schiff says the bond market is on the verge of a major breakdown. Not only will this raise the cost of financing the 32.7 trillion national debt, but it'll crush the loan portfolios of already insolvent banks. That means a return to QE to bail them out. Fixed rate mortgage will soon hit 8%. Can you guys believe that? Now, I just see that Pedron, Pedron Visuals appreciate the 50 spot. Massive, massive support there. Awesome work, brother. When do you recommend buying a house? Also, do you do real estate so I can use you as my agent when I'm ready? I do not sell real estate. I am uh, going to be buying my own first house, and I'm going to be investing in real estate. The real estate asset class is very important to our wealth generation, uh, generational wealth strategy, I should say. Very crucial. And the tax incentives is uh, incredible, right? Depreciation, all the different ways that we can, uh, what is it? Uh, not 1099, um, 1041, tax deferred exchange, right? Uh, you guys know what I'm talking about, right? Where we can defer our taxes, continue to roll them into the next deal. There's so much here to be had. and But we have to understand, I'm about to go into the real estate data right now, is that we are walking over fallen soldiers when it comes to the real economy, when it comes to businesses on Main Street, and when it comes to real estate. So Peter Schiff just says, uh, mortgage rates back to 8%. We've already gone bust in real estate. We've already gone dead. I'm going to show you guys the data right here. Look at Ken McElroy, one of the best in the space. After the Fed's latest meeting, here's my single-family prediction. Refinances to stay down, sales to be down, rental rates to continue to rise, and new construction to be down due to higher interest rates. We look at QE Infinity. The drastic drop in housing inventories historically in a chart. New, listing has, uh, new listings have absolutely fallen off a cliff. Everyone is stuck in their 3% mortgage. Without any transactions, how long until we start seeing massive layoffs in the housing industry? Realtors, lenders, etc. So new listings falling off a cliff. We look here, Ken McElroy, consensus. Construction to be down due to higher interest rates. Now, what I'm seeing right now, thank you everyone for tuning in here tonight. Ten thirty one exchange, thank you for correcting me there, Lewis. Appreciate that. Ten thirty one exchange, exactly. What we're looking at here, everyone's stuck in their three percent mortgage, and we're gonna be we're already at seven percent on average, and we're moving up towards potentially eight percent. And now inflation's gonna rear its way back, along with the jobs uh not being as strong as they were. Now, 
you wouldn't believe that if you listen to mainstream media and if you look at the unemployment data because we're down at 3% or wherever they're telling us we're at. But we have a lot of people that aren't participating in the economy. Now, I joke about how in the markets, you know, over the last 10 years, we had a participation trophy economy where if you did just show up, if you had actually had the ambition to even just try and throw your name in the hat, uh, throw your name in the ring, uh, you, you won. You got a participation trophy. It was easy times, cheap credit, cheap debt. Now with real estate, we see a lot of people trapped and a lot of people still trying to get 2021 and 2022 peak prices. I am seeing it in my area. An interesting price point in my area that I'm watching is about 900 to 1.5 million. No, you folks out in the Midwest and in, in, in small town America, which I am in, in small town America. That's why I laugh at this price point because it's not affordable for most people in my area, right? 900,000 to 1.5. I'm just laughing at some of these listings, but the price cuts that I'm seeing, people are willing to wheel and deal, right? People are getting more desperate and the deals are going to come our way. Now, just because they're throwing out a number, that's just a good starting point. Okay, great idea. Yeah, it, you know, it, it probably was in 2022. It probably was in 2021. We're in a different reality right now. Just like I talk about XRP being its own reality, we're in a different reality for our overall economy and the real estate market, which is such a big part of our economy. Talk about the jobs, you know, the realtors and the lenders and those that have invested in real estate, right? And I'm going to make a separate video for first-time homebuyers because I think that there's going to be incredible opportunities for those that are first-time homebuyers uh, to wheel and deal with the builders. There's, there, there's a whole deal going on right now why the prices have remained high and why they've been up for the last five months is because new home sales are continuing to keep this market propped up because builders are offering rate buy-downs and incentives to get people into the house. So they're getting these prices because they're doing, you know, some of them are lifetime rate buy downs, right? So that is why when we look at the data for the last five months, uh, we've had home prices rising here in the United States and because we have a lack of inventory. And I highlight the point that if you're in a hot market, there is still a shortage of quality housing. I'm in a hot market for, uh, you know, you know you know, a growing city. Our population growth is over 10, almost 13% in the biggest city in my county. Uh, so 13% population growth and a lot of money coming in. And so my market's hot. And right now the new construction for a 1500 is right around 500 to 550. 2000, you're right around 600. And the new stuff, 2,500 to 3,000 square feet, if it's nice in the custom, they're thinking that they're going to get, you know, anywhere from 800,000 to 1.2. But I'm seeing some interesting properties come online in that, in that area that you're, you're out with 20 acres too. You get the 3,000 square foot house, the 4,000 square foot house with the acreage. And we have some new homes. Uh, there's a few different developments in my area. There's a high-end new homes, 800000 to a million. And, I mean, the, the Californians are coming and the Canadians are coming. So they're lucky. There is still a market for that. It's unbelievable, right? That's not the local. That's not my family, right? 
but the local is looking at a new home construction at five to six hundred thousand for a basic cookie cutter deal that doesn't really excite me but what's exciting for me is going to find the builders that will put in real work being able to negotiate with them and being able to get deals done so sourcing deals and having relationships with builders and contractors, uh, property managers, and being able to really move into this asset class in a serious way is the plan and program. Uh, you know, it's not a matter of just showing up and playing around and trying to have one house, two duplexes and one fourplex. And that's what's exciting for me about the real estate market right now is that we get to see a lot get exposed and it's going to be an incredible opportunity for first-time home buyers and for those that are looking to move in and invest in this asset class in a serious way. So although this data, not good, and for those that work in the industry, you know, uh, this is something that we saw back in 20, 2007, 2008. This is normal, right? And this is what happens because real estate's based so much off debt, and we've had the cheapest debt in a thousand years, relatively speaking. Literally, the cheapest credit in thousands of years, the cheapest credit known to man has been our economy for the last decade, right? And, and, and uh, I've I seen in some areas, there's more agents than there is houses for sale by a lot, like tens of thousands. And so it's like, well, I feel bad, but also this is something that we've been talking about and preparing for too. Right. This is every single business sector, every single asset class is getting disrupted right now. What's going to prosper? Well, I think that real estate as a commodity will always prosper. Right. We're talking about the suppressed assets set free. Uh, real estate has not been suppressed in, at all. Now it's finally in con contraction because of a new debt market. And so we have to do a real estate reset. It doesn't mean that real estate's bad. Real estate's one of the best asset classes to invest in. And if you really know what you're doing, if you're serious, you can build some generational wealth. But I see uh, what I've witnessed myself, someone who has a property service business and gets to deal with a lot of this, whether it's just regular homeowners or uh, commercial properties or investors, is that there's a lot of participators, <laughs> people participating and having fun. And... um this gets a little bit tighter and those that, that, that didn't adjust that didn't prepare are going to get left behind right but i'm really excited for the real estate asset class what did i have okay yeah we're going to move on into crypto right now i'm going to be posting another real estate update here shortly though guys thank you for tuning in tonight if you haven't already please smash that thumbs up for me and share this one out far and wide let everyone know that we are live for the night on a thursday evening cheers hopefully you guys are pulled up here ready to get it for a session here because we got to talk about a lot more we're going to move on into the cryptocurrency update though Now, per usual, as is standard, Chair Gary Kinsler says crypto is a highly speculative asset class filled with fraud. And that's the thing about the SEC is that they are in bed with the fraud. Sam Bankman-Fried gets his campaign finance charges dropped today. Prosecutors drop campaign finance charge against FTX Sam Bankman-Fried. Now, the allegation is that Sam Bankman-Fried donated $93 million in stolen customer funds to U.S. politicians. And today we get the U.S. government dropping the political campaign finance charges. So when we talk about being rampant with fraud and speculation, well, we didn't have to speculate. We knew this was going on and, and we watched you guys 
have it running right underneath your nose and filling your pockets, as a matter of fact, to the tune of $93 million to the politicians, Gary Gensler included, SEC included. And so $93 million in stolen customer funds to U.S. politicians by one of the biggest frauds in the space. And now those charges get dropped. And I believe that Sam Bankman-Fried is doing a deal. I think he's going to expose a lot more. And so we're going to have to continue to watch that one. But now, speaking of Congress, we do have a couple good guys, a couple good guys and gals. Warren Davidson speaking on possible amendment to H.R. 4766, the Stablecoin Act of 2023. Now, he's talking about commodity-backed stablecoins, and he says it's stable because the value of it represents one ounce of gold. Let's, uh, excuse me, let's play this clip here, folks. That in the market today, there are commodity-backed stablecoins. So in the absence of regulation by the federal government, uh, the New York Department of Financial Services, for example, has recognized commodity-backed stablecoins. And commodity-backed stablecoins, to be clear, are a little different than uh, what we think of as dollar-denominated stablecoins. So if you had a, a, a commodity-backed stablecoin backed by gold, it's stable because the value of it represents one ounce of gold. In the case of New York Department of Financial Services, they regulate uh, a commodity-backed stablecoin backed by gold, and they have uh, the entity offering it has physical custody of gold um, that is audited in conformance with the um, process uh, laid out by this bill. And so I hope that we can get there. I'm thankful uh, to be working with Mr. Himes for a possible amendment that, moving forward that would account for commodity-backed stablecoins. Uh, as part of our conversation, Mr. Himes has agreed to consider a regulatory regime for certain tokens that are backed by gold to make sure that one token equates to the promised amount of gold from the issuer. These would not be denominated in dollars, but would re be redeemable for a fixed amount of the underlying commodity. And we're working on that language because that's a little different than the way that uh, New York DFS has it. Um, these, uh, we would also allow